The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. No, sorry, I didn't mean to yell. How's it going? Look out. It's only me. It's only the Kimmer. Kimmer Show podcast. Uh, We're missing a a major segment here. Pete Davis is no longer with us because, and I I guess he's blaming you. We're going to hear from him here in a second. I guess we've been off for a week because Pete had COVID, (laughs) and the week before that, I was sick. I had similar symptoms to Pete, but... As you remember, I had a bunch of take-home COVID tests, right. and we actually and you, did one. We did some on here, and I took that, and it was negative. So right. I just assumed I had a cold and yeah. ran its course. I, I still isolated and did everything, and then I started to feel better. I started to come around Friday or Saturday, and Friday is when Pete called, and he was like, hey, I got COVID. So and he was like, uh, so I'm going to quarantine, and then you are sick well, I've, that I, week before you know, as well. I've had like a, uh, the green apple quick step and, and right. I felt a little, you know, kind of icky, but I didn't. Uh, uh, but I, <laughs> the problem, I, I, but I have things that they say mean you don't have COVID. Like, uh, you know, I, I guess there are some sinus things that you don't get if you have COVID. And I never had the things that were associated with that. So I don't know. But anyway, so Pete, well, we'll hear from him in a second. Uh, uh, and, and for all, and I'm hoping that he may be. We're, are we live now on Facebook, YouTube? We're, we're live now, but he, I'm, I'm assuming he's probably asleep. Yeah. So. I, well, now, although he said, uh, well, okay, Pete Davis is probably the most secretive person <laughs> you'll ever know. I'm, I'm, he, he could be married with seven kids, and we would never know it. He could have a house somewhere else, and we have absolutely no idea. Um, he's, he's not big. You know, I, I, I've texted him a couple times. How are you feeling? Need anything? Can I bring anything? He said, fine. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> you're still alive. Yes. You know, with that, you know, it's all fine. But anyway, if he, if he's awake and I think he's feeling pretty good, I think he was just staying home because the doctor said you have to isolate and you, you know, you're contagious or whatever might be or what I guess we all are. But anyway, uh, so if he, if Pete is up and awake and got the signal that we're alive on Facebook, he may want to join us. He may type in a message or something as we go along. So anyway, anyway, of course, Flounder here at the Mechanical Mangler. Uh, what's for lunch today, sir? I interrupted your lunch. We're doing a, a kind of an early Boring. Portion. I have a ham and tur- or turkey and provolone with cheese. Turkey and provolone? Huh. Just a I sandwich. Think I, ever buy- I don't think I've ever bought provolone to go on a sandwich. That's my go-to for all sandwiches. Really? It always seemed kind of... Uh, I don't know. I, it does. I mean, I love. I love the tang of sharp cheddar. The thing with provolone, like it's almost boring. Well, but I love Havarti, and my go-to cheese on a sandwich is Havarti. What is Havarti? What, what's Havarti? Is huh? it just a type of cheese? Yeah, Havarti. Oh my God, you don't know Havarti cheese? Oh my God, it's they creamy. Come, so I was about to say, do they come in slices or is it more well, of you a both? You just go to the uh, go to the dairy, you know the cheese section, and you can get it either sliced in a package, won't take out a piece at a time, or I get the bricks of it and I put it in scrambled eggs. I put it on cheeseburgers. I mean, so that's your I go-to it cheese. It's it's creamy. It's creamy and see when I get a ham- when I get a sweet. hamburger, I normally do cheddar jack. Yeah, well, again, you can't go wrong. No, I mean, <laughs> but but that's I'll have to try that. 
talking about? I've never about? heard of that. <laughs> but I've never done Pro Alone. I don't know why. Um, anyway, it's uh, the Kimmer Show podcast. And again, um, I apologize to our sponsors because we haven't been able to talk about them for a couple of our normal days um, because we've, you know, because Pete was gone and we didn't uh, do the show. So anyway, um, we were all we'll, uh, isolating. We'll endeavor to do better. Uh, we got a, a trillion things to talk about uh, today, um, uh, including. Well, I tell you what. Let's hear. Let's hear from Pete. In fact, I asked him if he would do some kind of a selfie video uh, to explain. Oh, I, I, uh, I oh, you got to dial it in there. Yeah, let me dial that in. So okay. All right. Well, you you do that while I'll uh, I'll do something else here in the meantime because we're going to do that yesterday. Okay, but again, we should do it on the podcast just in case people didn't see it. I didn't know you had posted it. Oh, see, I, th- I thought that was going to we save it for today. I didn't I know it, you I mean, posted it. it right here. So whenever you're ready to want me to play. Okay, it, I'll all right, play. go ahead. We'll do it here. Go ahead, if you can do it here. Here, here we go. Hello? Is this thing on? Oh, oh, there you are. Uh, greetings, Earthlings. This is uh, Pete. And yes, I am alive. Although this is my last will and testament I've been asked to read to you on, uh, by the way, I'm covering up my nose and my mouth because I don't want to uh, give anybody anything. <laughs> Unlike uh, maybe my coworkers who are laughingly saying maybe they gave it to me or some medical personnel I know who laughed and said maybe they gave it to me. I've known three different people have told me this week, I think it was me who gave it to you. <laughs> oh, well, thanks for telling me you had it in the first place before you shook my hand and said hello. Anyway, uh, we'll get more in this on uh, Monday. Appreciate all the thoughts and uh, prayers and the, the chocolate chip cookies that you failed to send and all that. I really do appreciate it <laughs> and that you really cared. And um, looking forward right. to being back with you on a Monday and with the gory details. By the way, there weren't much gory details. In fact, I've pretty been able to do anything I want for the last few days, <laughs> except the doctor says I shouldn't be around other people. Why? Because I'm an actually caring human being unlike certain people I know who knew they had it and still went to work. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> we will not mention names. Everybody, I appreciate it and uh, enjoy the show today. Uh, I know it's going to suck with me not being there, but you know, <laughs> at least you'll pamper him and tell him it's nice. And uh, see you guys on Monday and have a great weekend and uh, hotty toddy. Uh, by the way, I, I'll bet you he got it because he went, he went uh, drinking for the queen over the weekend. Oh, that's right. He went to get fish and chips. He went that's, to get fish right. and chips. I forgot he went about drinking that. for the Queen, and I and I believe at the whatever the British bar he went to, I think he ran into somebody who admitted later that he was in contact with some COVID via Chinese uh, uh, virus people. Anyway, whatever. We'll find fine. out Monday. He's going to be fine, and everything will be cool, and everything's good. Now, I forgot to mention, I'm wearing this hat for a reason. Um, Okay, I, I won't dwell on this, but uh, for the record, my father was the greatest man I've ever known in, in every single way. Smartest, bravest, sweetest, kindest, toughest, uh, most, uh, uh, the, the biggest, the greatest leader. I um, mean, he's just a, an, an incredible man. He retired from, he ran the Polaris and Poseidon missile programs for, for the Navy. Um, and um, when he retired, it lasted about a year and they begged him to come back. And so he did and, and spent several more. He was Jack Welch's mentor, by the way. He trained Jack Welch how to be a leader. Uh, anyway, when he retired the last and final time, they gave him a white Stetson because his motto is the good guy always wins. And as I sit here this morning, and I was on uh, 106.3 this morning on the Friday calling. By the way, I, I was all. I was, I was no, it was so, good. It was a good so anyway, one. Anyway, um, I am so. I'm going to try to stay calm, a lot more calm than I was on the radio this morning. I am so offended and angry 
at how my country's leadership has now claimed I am the enemy of America, that I am the danger to America, that they, that they have made me their enemy, that I am a threat to democracy. All the talk, we'll talk about all this talk that's going on here. And I, I'm telling you right now, uh, my father's motto was, the good guy always wins. When all is said, when at the, at the end of everything, and the, when the bottom line is, when you're at the pearly gates, the good guy always wins. If you have that as a motto and you try to do the good thing and the right thing, you're probably going to be fine. And so I'm wearing this white hat because I am not the enemy of my country. You're the enemy of my country. In fact, you're my enemy. And for a president of the United States to scream and yell every single day about how Donald Trump supporters are the biggest danger to America is not only offensive, those are fighting words. And I'm ready. I, I, I've had it. I'm not going to take this. I'm wearing my white hat today just to, just to show you um, we're the good guys. We're sick of this. We're done with this. I'm not, I'm not taking this. I'm just, I'm so angry and offended by what's going. I mean, I, have you ever heard of anything like this in your life? Never. I mean, and I'm old enough to remember, you know, the Vietnam and Civil War protests. I was going to, uh, that's what I was going to ask is f from as long as you've been in the media and everything you've covered, have you ever seen anything this, this is, like as, as divisive as this? This isn't even close. Now, you know, I, again, uh, politically there, I remember the commercials when, uh, uh, when Barry Goldwater was running for president and they had the three, two and the bomb going off, a little girl picking daisies. I mean, they did a lot of offensive commercial political things. Uh, they claimed that, uh, that Goldwater would, would have, have us all blown up in a nuclear but war. But were the parties ever this but, divisive? But no one, this has never happened before. There's never been a political party. Of, uh, there's only two. I mean, the Independence Party. But really the, the thing is, is, I mean, we can talk about this later, is more and more independents are seeing what is wrong with the left. Right. And Bortz talks about this all the time. Right. They are losing hopefully, the independent vote. Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, but, but again, it has never happened in this country where a political party has determined that the best course of action is to make the other party the enemy of democracy. Of, and we don't have a democracy. We have a and that's what they keep Republic. on saying is democracy, right. democracy, we democracy. democracy. Thank God we don't have a democracy. That's why the, you know, the popular vote will never work to be elected president. Now, there's aspects of democracy in the Constitution, but it is not a right. democracy. It, it, it elected representatives, and the, therefore you still get your vote. Right. But they are to represent you. Um, I, and again, I, this has never happened. A party has never taken it upon itself to condemn the entire half of the country as enemies of the state. I mean, I mean that, there's, there's no other way to look at it. Anyway, well, that's why I'm wearing, wearing the white hat today. Um, and uh, just because I'm, I'm I, this is, it's a symbol. I, I'm done. I, you know, I'm armed and I'm ready. And, and honestly, uh, bring some friends because if you, you know, the, the conclusion is going to be that they want us locked up. They don't, they don't want us to be part of civilization. They do not want to allow us to have a say in our future. I mean, that's, that's what this amounts to. And I'm, you know, fine. Here that's I am. That's what this country's you know. built on. Uh, it's it's hard to believe. Uh, anyway, we'll, we'll, I mean, I'm talk a lot more about that as we go along here today. Also, um, a couple things. Oh, um, I haven't seen any video today of the Queen cer uh, ceremony, but I guess would you wait 16 hours in a line to see her coffin? No, but again, we're not a monarchy, so we've never. Uh, and it's not an open coffin. I mean, it's just a closed draped and, coffin. And, and there right? were three people when Fo you know how Fox does the word on the street and yeah. stuff like that. 
how emotional people are. Oh, I know. Because I, my my dad had said it is the a good term for her. She was she was the world's grandmother. Yeah, that, that's I, I I agree with that. I totally believe that. And again, you know, we're, we're not. I, I wouldn't wait sixteen hours in line no. to watch a president's coffin. You know, I mean, uh, let but, alone a queen. The, but again, they. I mean, God bless them. I, and again, I, honestly, when I you know I see the pomp and circumstance, I see the the horses and the and the carriages and the costumes and the plumes and the so. I mean, I, you know, I, I mean, I think it's. I kind of like it. I just think it's a. You know, obviously, it's meaningless in terms of whether people are starving to death or dying in wars. That has it doesn't mean anything. But it is a thing, and it's a symbol and a representation of what civilization or the early beginnings of our uh, of our entire world used to be. I mean, this goes back, you know, to, to right I mean, they just, the Stone Age. They just God stop days. working and go and wait in line. Yeah. Uh, and again, I mean, so uh, bless them, but, but uh, <laughs> or more, it could be 20 hours. I mean, there's, a, there's a funny uh, video, Prince, or King Charles was signing something, and he had the wrong date. <laughs> it, but just hearing him talk in the British... Blasphemy! I put uh, the wrong date. Uh, Mommy, yes, come here. Yes. I mean, just it's it's <laughs> hilarious. And I, you know, I mean, I hope he has a nice reign and everything else. But I don't like the man. I think he's a slime. No, bag. did you see? He, he went to he, he went little... to sign something, and he told the people to clean off the desk. Oh, he signs like uh, he's a just, twit. Yeah, he's a freaking twit. And again, how royalty you like your whole raised? life. I mean, your I whole mean, life. It's... How could you not be a twit and be raised in the royal family? I mean, really. I mean, I, I mean, and look what. Well, Somebody puts the toothpaste on his toothbrush. Well, do you know that? Uh, I, I don't know whether this is still true modern day, but it, for, for generations and hundreds and hundreds of years, uh, the queen never had to take care of her uh, uh, bathroom uh, necessities. No, there were there no, the, the the throne. There was a wiper. There are there are wipers down below the bathroom um, commode, and when she's done, they uh, t uh, take care of her bottom. Wow. Good and Lord. I don't know whether they still do it today, but they did up until you know I don't know how long ago. But that they had royal wipers. The queen never had to do anything. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hector's chiming in. A white Stetson. That's an expensive hat. Well, yeah, it was a gift. I didn't buy it. I didn't spend any money on the. <laughs> it's a very nice. I think Hector's saying it's a very nice hat. I've had this fifty years. Actually, it's a, and it's a Marlboro. It's a, it's a Marlboro man. <clears throat> it's like my dad, white the white hat Stetson, uh, to show the thing. Anyway, would he wear that to work? What did he? No, would your dad wear a hat like that to work? No, 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 no. He was no. He was a, he was a very humble. In fact, he was. Yeah, we we had you know I'm one of five children, so we had seven in the family. So we had a big house. We had a big old colonial house with seven bedrooms and a, you know all that kind of stuff. Um, and, but he would go out. He he would mow our lawn. He would go out with a pair of khaki shorts and a t-shirt. And again, he he had ten thousand people working for him, and he would go out in the, uh, to the yard and he would mow the lawn in his khaki shorts and his sneakers and his t-shirt. Uh, he'd mow it uh, uh, this way, and then he'd mow it the other way. He'd mow it twice. He'd mow it, you know, just that way. You make the designs and make the, in the, the design grass. perfect, and he clip all around. And we all did this and stuff like that. And people would stop and you know ask him how much he charges to do the lawns, you know. And he ran the <laughs> city. I mean, you know, but he was a very humble. Just he was a a guy, just, a guy was just an amazing man. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so the good guy always wins. Um, let's see. All right, hold on a second. We did the Lapeat thing here. Um, we're going to talk a lot about uh, oh, a couple of quick headlines in the Babylon Bee. And apparently, oh, that by the way, you sent me a very funny video of the Babylon Bee on people getting used to leaving Texas and going, I mean, California, going to Texas. Honey, what are they doing? They're coming. <laughs> He's got a gun. He's yeah. got a gun. They're coming to the front door. 
<laughs> now, can, can you post that or where do they find it? Yeah, I'll put that on our Facebook page. If it's hysterical, there's a, there's a bunch of them going around. And apparently the Babylon Bee guys have now come out with a book. And which is, I think I'm going to get it. Yeah, I mean, I, I love these guys. Uh, in fact, here's a couple of, uh, we'll talk a lot more about the border business and what's happening in uh, Martha's Vineyard and, <laughs> and in uh, Washington outside Vice President's side piece's house and everything else. Uh, but here's, here's a few, uh, speaking of the Babylon Bee, uh, here's a couple of quick memes. Um, Obama's construct new cages at Martha's Vineyard to hold arriving immigrants. <laughs> Um, FBI reports fantastic night's sleep after raid on my pillow. And <laughs> it shows the FBI sleeping on his pillow. Um, Martha's Vineyard resident calls police to report an Hispanic in the neighborhood not operating a leaf blower. <laughs> and Mike Lindell still holding out against the FBI inside his my pillow fort, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Can you believe that? I, I, I'm gonna, we're going to talk a lot about Mike Lindell. I think this is, uh, if you can't prove that the FBI has become a Stasi Nazi organization to help one political party, then you're not awake. Uh, one more thing about, and again, I, I have to, I have to admit to you that my uh, my daughter Sarah, and her husband Dan, and of course my grandkids, are, are are the sweetest, nicest, most respectable, wonderful people in the world. They're also extremely <laughs> liberal, like my entire family, and they have. One of those signs on their front door that says, love Liz here, everybody's welcome, come on, you know, whatever. You'll, there's no, no such thing as hate or you know, whatever that sign is. They have one right in their, on their front door. And here's one of, the, one of the memes going around now because of what's going on at Martha's Vineyard and in Washington, D.C. And this one is, I'm going to put on my thing here with the thing there. And this one says, uh, in this house, we believe science is real. Black lives matter. Women's rights are human rights. Love is love. Kindness first. No human is illegal. Uh, unless you come to Martha's Vineyard, then we're going to need you to go back to Texas or Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the hypocrisy of these people is absolutely... All right, so Martha's Vineyard, in the summertime, they go from 20,000 people to almost 100,000 people. Or more. I, I, yeah, it, yeah it's and, like... and they can't handle... 50 well people i mean again just the the, the hypocrisy but first we'll start from the beginning on this um what i i can imagine the, the in fact i'm going to take my hat off here because i'm making my head sweat um i can imagine the the uh, wouldn't it be great to be in the meeting when someone in florida where DeSantis and his age is sitting around and say all right how are we going to take care of these hypocrites show what a bunch of phonies they are and someone says hey ron i got an idea let's send 50 venezuelans to martha's vineyard outside of booty tat's house i mean what a great freaking idea the thing is is that obviously are florida taxpayers paying for those flights I think uh, probably, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a, it's a government plane. Uh, and again, but it's part of his immigration policy. I mean, this is how he's dealing with a crisis in Florida. So, I mean, uh, it's part of the, I mean, Texas has to spend all their money on, on dealing with the border, and, and, and Florida does too, and this is one way of doing it. Uh, and again, but again, I mean, it's just, what a great idea. Yeah, just, and, and not only have, that, right before the election. Yeah, and then to have the buses pull up in front of Vice President's side piece's house. house in Washington, And then yesterday she so was she walking. she wakes up to the cheers. She was walking uh, <laughs> from, from an event, and she was walking by a camera, and she smiled, and she thought she was going to get an easy question, and they asked her what she thought about the busloads of immigrants, and she just walked off. She didn't answer the question. Question. Oh, I mean, it's just it, it, it's freaking <coughs> absolutely hysterical. Uh, anyway, I, I'm gonna I, I, we're gonna talk a lot more about that and a lot more about um, 
uh, what's oh, oh the, and again the scandals uh, at the FBI, also the celebration of 9/11. And for the record, again we haven't been on since uh, since last uh, the last Friday, which was before the 9/11 uh, memorial, not celebration, but uh, rec- recognition. Uh, and I got a lot of reaction about how uh, how that. I, I was the only flag uh, once again anywhere near my neighborhood. Was the only guy flying an American flag. I fly it every day. But on nine eleven, on nine eleven, I was the only guy I saw anywhere in any house in anywhere within miles of my neighborhood that had a flag out. I, I mean, I couldn't believe it. Well, I, I could. I can't believe it. I, I mean, it's tip, it's typical. And we'll, I'm going to talk a lot more about that too. Also. Uh, just very quickly, uh, remember I was complaining about my uh, hearing aids uh, went, didn't work and my ear rockets mm-hmm. last week. Uh, well, I, I went in to, <laughs> to have them checked. It turns out that the uh, battery thing wasn't working. Pro- I didn't put them in properly in the battery. So you didn't, so char- you did, you didn't charge them. I didn't charge them mm-hmm. properly. Well, at least you figured out the issue. Yeah. So anyways, <laughs> I bet I, they I love that. Another, <laughs> and the ones that I, the thousands of dollars ones that I had, you know, the high tech special ones are still being fixed, but they're coming back uh, t- probably late today, but they don't work on Fridays. I mean, they don't work a couple of days a week. And, and the people who work at this hearing aid, I mean, at the uh, ear, nose, throat place, I think are all part time. Uh, my little well, girl that, lot, I work with works twice a week. A lot of those companies do the four day week, four day, 10 yeah. hours versus five yeah. days, eight hours, and which again, I would rather do. I mean. Oh, I, but in our industry, you can't do that. Do that. In a minute, yeah. If, if they had the kind of job, you could do it. Uh, anyway, so but everything's fine, and I'm going back again Monday to take care of all those things. So it's but again, it was my fault that I didn't put them in the in the battery. And I thought, you know, that's the story of my life. I mean, who didn't? I'll tell you two two more quick things, and and I brag about some of our sponsors. For example, uh, one good news thing was that on uh, what the hell is this? Uh, was it uh, Thursday? I guess last Thursday. Um, Oh, no, no, I beg your pardon. Uh, it was this a couple days ago. It was time for the fireman's inspection of all the townhouses where they come and check your sprinkler system. That and make sure your fire extinguishers yeah. are up to code. And so, and so uh, you know, the doorbell rings and I let the guys in. Um, and, and the good news was for me that it made me clean up the place. So, because, you know, <laughs> and so I definitely had to clean my uh, townhouse at least to pick it up. But I did leave a couple of guns out under like the and stuff for them. I'm to one see. of the good guys. <laughs> so they will know. <laughs> you don't mess with this guy. Uh, I mean, I did that on purpose. I usually have one hanging out of my pocket too. But anyway, and then the other, again, but my life is not, here, here's another thing that happened to me. Again, my, I'm just, I don't know what happened to my normal life. Everything's, t- I'm just, I don't know what's going on. Uh, the, the, the other day I'm in the refrigerator. I pull out my, my uh, gallon of milk, whole milk to put some in my coffee and it slipped. And I dropped it uh, with the plastic gallon, the public plastic gallons of milk, and I dropped it on the floor and picked it right up again and looked at it and thought, oh, thank God, nothing happened. Everything's fine. So I put it on my coffee, uh, put it back to top on, put it back in the refrigerator, uh, drank my coffee, doubt that I went about my business. A couple hours later... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, actually, it wasn't a couple hours. It was well, it was about an hour later. Or so I go back to do something else in the refrigerator, and there's milk everywhere, everywhere. So there was a slow leak. There was a slow leak. Oh God! I mean, I you know why didn't I think that I better check for this? I mean, I just, it never occurred to me. So did you clean your fridge out? So I had to take everything out of the refrigerator and clean it with four oh nine and. So did you end up? Did you go through your fridge and? Throw a bunch of stuff out. I, actually, I didn't have that. As it turned out, I really didn't have anything to throw out. Um, I don't. Ha- I, you know, I, I I buy stuff almost what I need like the next day or one one or two. Uh, yeah, days I'm, I'm a once a week shopper, and I, repl- I buy the same thing. 
Oh, I, I go almost every day. I mean, uh, you know, I like tonight. I, I, I finished up whatever food I had last night. So on my grocery list right now today in my car is food, which means I have to decide, do I want another chicken with some soup or do I want chicken with a thing or do I want to do it? Too? I mean, whatever. And I, so I have to go shopping for my food tonight and I'm going to go to the stable. So I've got to figure all this out. But that's my, you know. That's your day. <laughs> almost every day. Uh, but anyway, so I, so I had to clean my refrigerator, which is the first time in nine years. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> well, what's that? Uh, uh, well, you probably do clean your refrigerator, don't? Not you? that often, the because a lot, a lot of the times, what I'll do is if I go to the store and I and it's and I take a couple things out, I'll just kind of go well, in there I, real I'm quick. Not, but I, I don't do a deep cleaning on yeah, my on my anyway, refrigerator. So, so, I, so that, I'm, that's good. I mean, I was I was pretty happy about that. Um, also, coming up, a Comcast update. Also, erased emails. I'm killing myself over this. Um, what? Uh, who started the uh, sent with stars thing? I've never. All of a sudden, that's what's causing a problem um, uh, for the uh, for the commercial here. Also, uh, uh, the NFL has now proven that they want me to go sit on an ice floe and be shoved out to the Arctic Ocean and die by myself. Uh, we're coming up with that. Also, uh, the uh, Mike Lindell story. I'm telling you, this is this is a death knell for America. I mean, th- th- this is a sign. You you better be waking up about this because uh, it's uh, it's here and it's it's awful. Okay, first, uh, go to thekimmershow.net if you want to link up to our one hundred six point three radio. You can get it for the free app. They listen to the Friday morning call in or the Saturday on they play our podcast for an hour. Saturdays at noon, um, and uh, link up with the radio station and so forth. And you can also uh, uh, find a way to get in contact with us if you'd like to be joining us as one of our sponsors, much like our friends at Wise RV Glass. What a great idea this was. Dad Carl retired a little while ago, but his son Russell's taken over everything at Wise RV Glass. Here's the key. Wise RV Glass will replace and fix any or all glass issues on your RV, motor coach, or camper. If you have foggy uh, double-pane windows or a broken glass a rear-view mirror or inside side glass window or uh, maybe one of those little spider webs or a little nick or something that could get worse, whatever, whatever it is. And don't be afraid of, you know, the, there's no job too small. Everything in between windshields and rear-view mirrors or even those one-piece hard-to-find front, uh, uh, flat front windshields for RVs and motor coaches and so forth. And it's all mobile. They will come to you. You get in contact with them. They show up. Fix it, off you go, boom, bang, everybody's happy. Don't worry about the job too big or too small. If you got a whole fleet that needs work, they'll do that. Or a side view mirror, they're on their way. All of North Georgia, all of Metro Atlanta, what a deal. Wise RV Glass, here's a number. Area 470-345-6521. And on the web, wiservglass.com. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. 
Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. And off we go. Uh, okay, let's see. Hold on. We did this. We did. Oh, a quick uh, update on Comcast. I, I, I tried to do everything over on my phone and internet and so forth. And uh, I thought I had them agree to a lower contract. And then the girl said, I'm going to put you, then she said, I'm going to send you the thing uh, to uh, sign up for. And she did. And that didn't work. So I went in in person. Uh, the other day I went in, I said, screw it. And I went in in person. And uh, my bill was uh, started to become $300 a month. And that's not even all the shows. No Cinemax, no Star. I mean, I, you know, they took away things, and it was still 300 bucks a month. So I went in the lady, and she said, oh, that was the end of the promotional period. Da, da, da. Anyway, she got me down to 238 which is still atrocious, but it's high-speed internet and, uh, and not all the movie channels. But again, to watch TV and have high-speed internet, it's 238 bucks a month. And, and I'm, I'm going to check out that whole fire stick thing. It's, I, I've got to get my stuff organized. Now, the other, uh, the other couple of things, and again, I know everybody's gone through this. <clears throat> the, I, I told her I, don't, I, I have one of the old boxes. I don't have the brand-new high-tech box because I don't want to lose all my programming. I've got, you know, I, I have 75% of my DVR is filled with movies and series and Breaking Bad and Soprano. I mean, you know, stuff I don't want to lose, you know. You're I, not going to lose have, it. I, I don't have the Netflix or the stuff that you guys do. I but you'll have that. I don't have it, so I could, I, I should probably, you know, I know I should do a lot of different things, but at the moment, I don't. And so... Uh, so I don't want to lose all the programming. And I, and I said to the ladies, I said, how is it possible that you, Comcast Xfinity is a communications company that deals in digital communication? I mean, it's all digital. So how is it possible that you didn't design a new box that would plug into the old box and take the programming and save it? <laughs> I mean, really, how dumb can you be? What's the possible explanation for that? That the, the company that made them didn't say, uh, you know, people might want to save their stuff from before. Nah, screw them. You know, uh, have them erase it all. Because everything's <laughs> streaming now. And, and Yeah, well, see, there you are. Again, it's my generation. I'm going to talk about the NFL yep. here in a second related to that, too. Here's the other thing. The lady said, uh, oh, you, you probably need a new router. I said, how come the internet goes out every every afternoon? If I'm on the if I'm on my phone looking up history or dates or something in Google, it'll say, oh, internet, uh, try again later. Every afternoon, sometime between three and five, at some point, the internet just doesn't click in. It takes you have to redo it, or I mean, it's just it's a it's a nightmare. And she said, oh well, you you uh, you you need a new router. And I said, okay, well let me ask you this. I'm, my the little black box thing that my little my router has two cords in it. Okay, one cord is the power cord. 
The other cord is the cable cord. All right? So there's two cords, two places to put them in the back of the box. That's it. How simple could that be? So I said to her, okay, if I take a box from you right now, one of the new ones, can I go to my house, unplug the two things of the bad box, and to, to put them back into the new box? She said, no. No, they can't do that. Mm-hmm. Well, I said, well, what do you mean? She said, well, you need to get an app. I said, oh, God, here we go again. You need to get an app. And I said, I said, I don't want to get an app. I said, wait a minute, I have to get an app. And he said, oh, yeah, it's real easy. Anybody can do it. You just have to follow the instructions after you download the app and get all the apps. And I said, oh, I said, lady, do you have any idea what, you know, what you're sending me to right now because of this? And But again, it's typical. How is it possible that something so simple as two simple plugs you can't just plug them back into the new one i mean i, I just I, I i who thought of these things uh anyway <laughs> I, I know i know i'm done I, i'll stop i'll stop i swear to god and, and one, one more quick things i realized that on my comcast emails i had emails going back to 2014 so for the last several days, I've spent literally a couple of hours looking through all my old emails and erasing, you know, I, I'll, I'll look through like 10 or 15 and erase them, 10 or 15 and erase them. And I did this for hours and erased like uh, all the way back to like 2020. And then all of a sudden I'm, I'm scrolling down and I clicked a few, I hit the little blue mark to, to show those ones are one to erase. And I hit the thing that said erase all, which I did, and it erased all of them. Start fresh. <laughs> oh God! But I, there, my, I, I, there'll be stuff in there that I know I wish I hadn't erased. Now, but is there, is that, is that, would that stuff be on this so-called cloud business? No, I have no idea. Oh, Jesus! You know, see, I'm just, I hate everything, right? Now. <laughs> I want the old way of doing it. And one more thing, one last thing, and then I'll get off this whole Stuart thing. I'm so sorry. On the, I have two Facebook thing. I have my own personal Facebook page, the Kimmer, Kim Peter, I don't even know what it's called. And the other one is the Kimmer Show podcast Facebook page. Okay, when I open up the Kimmer Show podcast Facebook page to see get messages and comments, on the comment section, if, I, if someone says uh, Lynn Bing Bang and 47,000 other people responded to this and I open it up to look at it, uh, it doesn't say the messages until the, uh, at the bottom it says sent with stars. I have no idea. And what then I, but, but I have to click that on in order to open the messages. Where did that come from? And what does that mean? Sent with stars, and, and there's some message to tell, to tell people. Oh, make sure you send this with stars. No idea. Who said? I mean, where did that come from? Does no. that does that help us with anything? I've never heard of it. I mean, it's, I'll, I'll show you, and it's the damnedest thing you've ever. I, I uh, mean, you don't need to show me. Okay, just... but again, I don't. I don't get it. I don't know who did it, and it makes it a lot more difficult, and I don't know why they would send with stars. I mean, does that count for something? I've never heard of it, so I don't know. Ah, Jesus. You know, I just, I, I'm just, <laughs> sorry. I just, I've had it. <laughs> Freaking die in here. Okay, Monday, uh, uh, Thursday night football. First of all, the only people who, uh, who care about Thursday night football are, are football fans who want to watch TV football on Thursday nights because they don't like their wives much. Um, okay, football players hate Thursday night football. Coaches hate teams. Everybody hates Thursday night football. It's just it's a it's a gimmick to raise money for TV networks and so forth. And now they've gone too far. This this is in keeping with all this high tech. Oh, get an app and uh, you know try to download and figure this out because you don't know what you're doing on the computer. This is and this goes right along with it. Thursday night football. I even have the NFL channel and I looked that up and it was a repeat from the game before Thursday night football last night as we record this podcast uh, was not available 
except on Amazon. And what basically the NFL is telling me is that uh, <coughs> you really don't count anymore, okay? I mean, if you, you know, you, you, you TV people, <laughs> you think you could just watch TV all the time and get what we want to put out there? No, no, you're going to have to do what we want you to do, and they want me to change my entire uh, digital setup to include all these new sources or something to watch the NFL uh, that is supposed to be, I don't know. I mean, I just, uh, they're, tell, they're, they're totally disrespecting an entire generation of people uh, who deserve better. I'm offended by it. I really am. They're telling me, you know, we don't care about you. If you can't figure this out, if you don't like it, you know, you know ask a teenager how to set it up for you. So it's, just, it's offensive. It's offensive and demeaning, and, and I don't like it, and they can kiss my foot. I mean, honestly, the, the, the balls on these people. They're just eliminating the entire, you know, all the baby boomers who were, you know, first thing I saw was, where's the game? And then I realized, oh, it's on Amazon. So you want me to watch it on my phone? You want me to watch a football game on my phone? Yeah, let me let me hold the phone in my hand for three hours while I'm walking around doing something no, no, else. No, the, you don't have an updated te- uh, television. Right, so now i got to go buy a new TV. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just freaking astounding to me. Anyway, sorry, I, 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 I'm trying not to be as a negative old uh, farty fart, but I guess I'm failing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish Pete were here. Well, for many reasons, of course. Um, uh, but among other things, to talk about Brett Favre. Have you been following this case with Brett Favre? No. Brett Favre, well, months and months ago, the story broke out that Brett Favre was paid a million dollars from a COVID funds in order to make some public appearances to help something with something or whatever. I mean, it was kind of nebulous, and but it was that Brett Favre was getting a whole bunch of money from the COVID relief funds back a couple of years ago, uh, and it, it seemed something seemed a little fishy. Well, apparently, uh, now he denies he did anything illegal or immoral, but what happened was the governor of Mississippi worked with him and, and the governor's aides to divert millions of dollars in COVID relief fund to go to Brett Favre's daughter's school's volleyball program or something. And that he and that they were gonna pay him a million dollars. There were emails, I should've written them down, but there were emails released where Brett Favre was saying something like, um, I'm a little nervous about them paying me because if people find out it's really gonna look bad that I've got all this money. And, I, and the girl said, oh, no, this never happens. This will all be private. They'll never know anything. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, and uh, I mean, it, it, it was really that bad. Where Farber's saying, I hope nobody catches me on this because it'll really look bad if they know I'm taking money. I mean, it was, it was, it was really that, that blatant and that direct. And, but then Farber said, well, no, no, the, the money went to the school program where my daughter happens to play volleyball or coaches volleyball or whatever it is. Um, but he denies that he actually got any of the money, but apparently it was given to him and then he did something with, I don't know, but, but I mean, oh, the whole thing is just creepy. And he got, and they, again, if you write something down on the internet, on your phone, it's there forever, which, which again, brings me back to the point. Somebody has the 30,000 emails that Hillary Rodham, peace, stinky fart, cabbage erased somewhere. Somebody's got them anyway, whatever. So I don't know about the Brett Favre thing. And by, do I, is my memory failing me? Wasn't he accused of exposing himself to a massage girl one time on the, on the table or sending her uh, uh, dick pics 
and, and then and somehow that nothing ever happened to it. I mean, I remember that from a couple of years ago. And so I, and I don't know. I, I don't know whether all that was all fake or anything. I don't know. But again, it's uh, it's just there was uh, an incident where he may have inappropriately touched his masseuse. Oh, so he may was trying for something a little more. Well, but I, th- I think there was a, a picture involved here at some point. I don't know. Anyway, I, I don't I don't care. I, it's too creepy. <laughs> it was back in 2011. Oh, well, there you go. Um, OK, now let's. Uh, OK, a, a, a quick couple of updates on 9-11. I, I put this on the uh, on our podcast Facebook page when uh, Mike Luck hates Amerikovich, uh, the uh, political a leftist America-hating cartoonist for the Al Jazeera Constitution on 9-11 came out with a political cartoon that said, uh, showed the bombing of the buildings and so forth, and it said, never forget we were once united. That's not the point of 9-11 Memorial. My God, man. I mean, you slimy freaking scumbags. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, th- that's the exact opposite of, of what 9-11 meant when they attacked our country and killed thousands of innocent Americans. <laughs> Hardly that we were once united. Yeah, you're the people who made sure we were not united anymore. Uh, by condemning us every freaking stinking day, uh, and and then a, a, another one. This uh, the, here's another one that he did. This, uh, Lucky Americovich did the same thing. A two-panel cartoon. The first panel on the left shows quote Ukrainians fighting for their democracy. The panel on the right shows the January six, and it says MAGA Republicans fighting against theirs. <laughs> I mean, I hate you. I hate. I just hate this lying, stinking division stuff. And the fact of the matter is, the uh, people like Luckhead Americovich and the people at the Al Jazeera Constitution and the leftist Democrats in this party have now weaponized the Department of Justice and particularly the FBI to uh, to weaponize. Uh, politically against the opposite party of the of the of the people in charge they have turned the FBI into agents for the Democrat Party to try to embarrass and humiliate Republicans everywhere and every chance they get uh, okay let's talk about Mike Lindell uh, this to me is one of the most disgusting and disgraceful things that has ever happened that Mike Lindell who was at a Hardee's restaurant in a car with his family, uh, was questioned by the FBI, pulled over about uh, some call a a deceptive scheme uh, to breach the voting system technology in America. Uh, uh, Something about a Colorado clerk who was charged with uh, deceptive technology. Uh, Lindell's uh, uh, cell phone was confiscated because he may have something in there concerning Dominion voting systems and his comments about it. They had a warrant to seize his cell phone uh, conducting, quote, an official criminal investigation of a suspected felony and the use of a federal grand jury in order to get a warrant against Mike Lindell and his cell phone. Now, all those Dems, if you remember, after the 2016 election, when uh, President uh, Showers with Daughter was acting as the president of the Senate, as vice president, he was the president of the Senate, and at the election, to certify the election of 2016, every leading Democrat in the Senate stood up and said, I object, Mr. President, I want to condemn these alternates and release a separate set of alternates to show that the true voting, da-da-da-da-da. Every single one, and they were denied. 
the reason this is important is because they were trying to change the electors to the election, which is exactly what Mike Lindell and Trump and everybody else has been questioning, whether the electors were appropriate. You need to investigate them. You need to talk about it. We have a, 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 a country where you're supposed to be able to question our leaders and say, wait a minute, was this legit? Was this fair? We need to figure all these things out. If you're a Democrat, you can complain about it. Nothing happens to you. If you're a Republican, you complain about it. They seize your phone. They went after Mike Lindell's phone, trying to connect him to some sort of voting irregularity questioning of the system. Well, you ought to be allowed to question the system. I question the system. I question all those mail-in ballots. I question the drop boxes. What does that make me a terrorist? You want to come and get my cell phone, you bastards? Bring some friends. I mean, honestly, I've never seen anything like this at all. Uh, They all challenged the outcome of the election. Not one of them has had their cell phone confiscated. They all challenged the outcome of the election, and nothing happened to any of them. Uh, uh, That uh, suspected child uh, molester uh, Chuck Schumer threatened the members of the Supreme Court. You think they, they uh, seized his cell phone to see whether he was part of a terrorist plot? He, th- he threatened the members of the Supreme We're coming for you, Kavanaugh, remember? I would love to see the emails in Chuck Schumer's cell phone, wouldn't you? And Nancy Pelosi and uh, Adam Schiff for brains. I mean, all of them. I, I, think about AOC. I mean, wouldn't you love to see what's in their cell phones? Is the FBI going after any liberal ever? No. Did the FBI, uh, FBI allow the, uh, the uh, Steele dossier to go forward? Did the FBI allow uh, the FBI uh, uh, official to lie to the, uh, the FISA court, starting off the whole Trump and Russian investigation business? No, they didn't do it. They, they, in fact, they helped it. In fact, it's gotten worse and worse that the FBI is now targeting political opponents. And here's a couple of, uh, here's a couple of examples why. Uh, hold on. Oh, here we go. Okay. Now, uh, do you, oopsie, that's the wrong one. Uh, do you know what a skiff is? You probably have heard this phrase before. A skiff is a, is a special top secret, um, area where the highest uh, classified information is discussed. No one's allowed to have a cell phone, a recording device, any electronic stuff. You have to lock it in a cabinet before you can even go into the area. Well, The FBI has now uh, been caught where top officials broke the security rules with smartphones at the very headquarters in Washington, D.C. of the FBI. A whistleblower has come forward to say uh, the the violations occurred at the Sensitive Compartmentalized Information Facility, which is SCIF, uh, in the executive offices of the uh, uh, J. Edgar Hoover Building, one FBI employee said he saw a lot of, uh, of uh, detections of violations of security. He said, I observed dozens of strong Bluetooth signals. I began looking for possible sources. I observed several phones on desks and in use inside the skiff. I'd just begun looking for them when the chief security officer responsible for the area shut me down. He specifically directed me not to pursue it or take any action. Cell phones are not permitted inside. Uh, I believe every employee there was violating the cell phone policy. And the problem is the FBI agents who are violating the cell phone policy were using the information to give it to liberal media reporters. 
the FBI was breaking its own high-tech security rules to help liberal reporters uh, condemn Republicans. The FBI, ladies and gentlemen, the Stasi Nazis, the FBI, targeting political opponents, weaponizing for political reasons. Uh, here's another link. Uh, here we go. Um, Facebook has been spying on us. And uh, if you have questioned the 2020 election, uh, Miranda Devine has now discovered where the New York Post has discovered that Facebook has been spying on you if you questioned the outcome of the 2020 election, which, of course, is questioned by Republicans. Uh, The FBI collaboration operation, as somebody at Facebook would red flag, subversive private messages over the last 19 months. Again, they would determine what is subversive message at Facebook. Facebook would tag these red flag, these messages of subversion by Republicans, transfer them in redacted form to the Domestic Terrorism Operation Unit at the FBI without a subpoena. It was done outside the legal process and without probable cause. Facebook provides the FBI with private conversations which are protected by the First Amendment without any subpoena. The private messages were then farmed out as leads to FBI field offices around the country, which would then get subpoenas from their buddies in the liberal U.S. attorney's offices to obtain private conversations that were on Facebook. When the targeted Facebook users were investigated by agents of the local FBI office, they used covert surveillance techniques. Nothing criminal or violent ever turned up. One source said it was a complete waste of time. A subpoena request lodged during a 19-month frenzy by FBI headquarters in Washington to produce the caseload to match the Biden administration's rhetoric on domestic terrorism after the mostly peaceful January 6th Ashley Babbitt Day. This is unbelievable. I mean, th- are you hearing what I'm saying to you? <laughs> As part of the scheme. And my God, talk about a conspiracy theory. Holy smokes. Facebook would flag messages, give them to the FBI, would send them to the field office. They'd get subpoenas and investigate your private conversations. And even though they came up with nothing, it was all part of the scheme to make you a domestic terrorist. It's not a conspiracy theory. They're doing it. It's real. They caught them. And nothing's and and again, this is one anybody thing, in trouble. But that's if there's one thing Trump never did or he tried to do and he failed was going after big tech. Big tech. When he thought he was going to be reelected, he started doing it. Yeah. And and, and they got again. The swamp is they, is, is huge. We had no idea. We had no idea. Uh, and I was hoping that, the, you know, I don't know what's ever happened to the business. Well, they're going to go through the lawsuit between Twitter and Elon Musk. But I, w- I was hoping no, that I think that would Elon be a Musk, good sign. I, I, you know? I, well, no, I think the the deal is still going through $44 billion. So it's, I, I, it's, I, I think that's what's probably going to happen. And I, and, I, and I looked at that as a very good sign that Elon Musk may be the start of people saying, OK, we can't get away with this anymore. We all know now that CNN is, is throwing employees aside who are way too uh, liberal. Maybe there's going to be. Some the thing is, is, if he was to find out there was more bots that would lower the share and he could buy it at a cheaper cost yeah, yeah. so i'm wondering but again, but again i think that's i i think if elon musk takes over twitter uh i mean this could be the beginning of something that i mean even he said last week that what they're trying to do with energy is is ridiculous they need coal i mean and right. for him for him to say that yeah 
Well, it was destroyed. Did, did you, have you seen the videos of the people in their electric cars lined up to use the charging stations? Go for miles. Yeah. And they have to wait on, you know, an hour and a half to get their... And, and that only gets like 10% of the car. I mean, it takes like uh, six to eight hours to fully charge. I mean, uh, <laughs> we're just, you know... And Gavin Newsom saying he's going <laughs> to outlaw gas vehicles within 10 years but they don't have the grid to yeah. charge and then he says stop charging your yeah. cars we don't have the power for and it. they're still doing grid shutdowns as well he's still having to yeah. deal with the yeah. the grid factor hard there. to believe um uh let's uh, let's remember uh, uh stakey the cookie monster uh stakey abraham uh remember she said the election was stolen from her uh she claimed she was still governor and then she lied about it she also got caught saying oh i never said that I, I won the election and they've caught her in boldface lies over and over and over and i'll bet you her cell phone was never investigated for someone who can uh, condemned about the outcome of an election if she's a complainer about the outcome of an election saying it was fixed and there was cheating how come they are not she's investigating her cell phone I mean, really, think about it, really. Everybody that's been investigated is a conservative. Mike Lindell from the Pillow Factory? He's not even a politician. Well, boy, we're real terrorists there, you know. I mean, he was surely elected to lead America away from uh, democracy. Oh, my God. I mean, honestly, I, it, it's, uh, it's so offensive. <coughs> so horribly offensive. <laughs> All right, we're going to talk about this border stuff and Martha's Vineyard and everything else. Um, first, I feel kind of bad. When, uh, Pete's not here because he was uh, the guy who would tell us about a couple of our sponsors, which I will mention now. And again, I, I feel bad that we didn't give you the full shrift that we should have earlier this week because uh, Pete had the China virus. But we'll try to make it up to you, or maybe we'll put a nice message on Facebook or something. Whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll see if we can uh, help you out here. Uh, but Pete uh, would normally uh, tell us about our friends at Atlanta Custom Closets. Uh, these are the people. Now, I, you know, I don't, uh, my, my closet. Uh, I should probably have them covered. Them. No, yeah. they don't want to come into my house. <laughs> that might be a little too much, even for Atlanta custom closets. Uh, but they do a great job. And again, if you have a if you have a woman in your life, uh, keep my if my ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. And I guarantee you, if you give her a, a beautiful closet, rearranged, organized place that where she can feel better about things. And I know that's a chauvinistic, sexist thing to say, but it's true. If there's a girl in your life, make her happy for crying out loud. By the way, is there something wrong with that? Is there something wrong with trying to make the girl in your life happy nope. I, I, I bet there, I guarantee you right now some girl saying oh it's just like you typical chauvinists <laughs> kiss my foot honey anyway Atlanta cups and closets also um, I've got a bunch of things I've got to get I've got to talk to Eric at uh, farmhouseprintingco.com uh, because I've got some things for the kids and for Dan uh, Sarah and and her husband my uh, son-in-law um, from our golf outing and some other stuff with it, and Jennifer with the horses. I got a whole bunch of great pictures I want to put on things. And that's uh, farmhouseprintingco.com does a beautiful job of this. In fact, I saw, uh, just see the picture somebody put on our Facebook page of, uh, of a Pete Davis, um, a, a new mug or something that had something about Pete on. It's pretty cool. Yeah, any picture you have and you want to put it on something, they'll do it for you. Farmhouse Printing Co. Uh, company.com and uh, and they'll take care of business for you. anyway these are these are really good people and we we, we I, I can't tell you how much we appreciate our sponsors because we are you know trying to actually make this work <laughs> I know it sounds a little silly when you say it out loud uh, anyway okay now 
Uh, I just think this business of uh, Ron DeSantis flying migrants and Venezuelans to Martha's Vineyard. I mean, I almost wet my pants when, when the story broke. I thought, oh, my God, this is exactly what they should be doing. This is what I've been calling for. Whether you call it dirty tricks or anything else, we need to, to we need to change the focus of the media so they can't ignore it anymore. Uh, and, and in fact, we're going to get that soundbite of the lady in Martha's Vineyard here floundered in just a second. Um, but again, I mean, I wish I'd been in the meeting when someone said, hey, let's send some Venezuelans up to Putty Tat's house. Freaking hysterical. Uh, and they just totally freaked out. In fact, here's a lady who was in charge of try, <laughs> trying to handle all this, uh, whose, whose first word was, uh, uh, you don't belong here, get out. <laughs> real, real quick. Yeah. They're removing all 50 migrants. From Martha's oh, Vineyard. So, well, of course. They don't want them there. 24 hours. They yeah. couldn't handle 50 people. Sanctuary city, sanctuary states, sanctuary areas. The other defined, thing is. But not in my backyard. Do you remember how racist Trump was when he was trying to build that wall? Yeah. And now right. look. That's right. Oh, we don't want him here. Well, hell, Mayor of Chicago. Uh, Lori light, Lightfoot. Uh, light in the brains. Beetle guys. Sent him off to the suburbs. Yeah, and the suburban mayor called her out. Yeah, right, saying, hey, wait a minute now. But how, and the hypocrisy, how do they think that, you know, you had 50 you can't handle? How do you think Texas likes 2 million? 2 million since uh, this year. 2 million. And they're still saying they're border secure. (laughs) Anyway, here's a. One of the Democratic losers uh, in the very, 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 very uh, proper white area of Martha's Vineyard, you know, yes. <laughs> so, what are the most difficult challenges right now? The difficult challenges are uh, we have, at some point in time, they have to move to somewhere else, right? We, we cannot, we don't have the services to take care of 50 immigrants um, and we, we certainly don't have housing. We're in a housing crisis as we are on this island. And so we, we don't, we can't house everyone here that lives here and works here. We don't have housing for 50 more people. These, wow. are the same, these are the same people who love public housing, but not in my neighborhood. <laughs> what a bunch of phonies. And they got rid of them. I mean, what more evidence do you need about the hypocrisy of the open border? 50. 50. Yeah. That's uh, a packed restaurant. Uh, hard to believe. And again, Martha's Vineyard uh, in the off season has fifteen to 17,000 people, basically under 20,000 people. It swells to 150,000 during the summer months and so forth. Uh, but so I mean, there's, I mean, it's not, this whole thing is absolute nonsense. Um, and, and of course, the reaction has been unbelievable. President Showers with daughter uh, is now screaming that this is un-American, unpatriotic. Um, a, a couple of my favorite reactions, and again, the liberals are going nuts. California Governor Blowdry says that Ron DeSantis, and apparently uh, Greg Abbott of Texas, the governor, that they should be arrested for kidnapping. Kidnapping. Uh, and, and they that, voluntarily get on those buses and they know where they're going. They have to sign a document. I've seen they took video of them signing their name to say, I know where I'm going. I want to go here. This is my choice. They give them a choice. You want to go to Washington? You want to go to yeah, New York? Which wanna, blue city would yeah, you like to yeah, go to? And, and they give them a little bag. They give them food. They give them clothes. I mean, they make sure they're taken care of and the border's secure. And it's not secure. It's it's welcome. <laughs> Hello, come on in. Here's your stuff. And, and, and I mean, 
and 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 uh, Frégine, Regine, Didine, uh, the, you know, and I mentioned this morning on the radio. I mean, think about this: this woman, the the, the podium princess puppet, was picked because she checked off three boxes in the demographic file: gay, black, female. And that, that member, remember, their first words out of her mouth when she got to the took over her Jen Chewbacca were, "I know I've set a record here by being the first openly gay black female." And I think, oh my God, that's not you know that's not your job is to is to brag about the fact that you're not a white male. I mean, it's just a, a, and, and she, of all of all the gay black women in America, they picked the dumbest one in history. Well, to not be even that; she's just straight divisive. She anytime she's asked a question, she blames Republicans or Donald Trump. Well, they, every they you know the border's secure and they're we're trying to fix the problems left over by the Donald Trump administration. And then she I mentioned this point. She actually she said, well, you know, Donald Trump only tried to build a wall. That's all he ever tried to do was build a wall, and he couldn't even get that completed. <laughs> oh my God! Because your party <laughs> tried to stop it. Yeah, I mean, it's a, what a disgrace! Dumb. I mean, floundering and and stuttering and does. A, can't look up in her book for the answers somebody wrote down for her. I mean, it's, 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 I don't know how she goes to work in the morning. I, I would be so embarrassed yeah. if I, if I had, to, oh my God. In fact, I am embarrassed. Every time I've had to speak in public, I've gone home ashamed and I know better, you know, so I don't do it anymore because I know, you know, I'm terrible at a lot of things and I don't want to do them. She's terrible at being the spokesman for the White House. She's horrible. She's insulting and embarrassing and humiliating. I mean, I, I, I don't know why she, I, I can't believe she hasn't quit or, or tried to be, a, you know, get a desk job. I mean, it's just, it's astounding. The humiliation she must be facing and she doesn't seem to care. Oh, that's the damnedest thing. Uh, and, and, just, and the governor of California, Governor Blowdry, uh, says they should be arrested for kidnapping. Um, uh, another quick reaction here. Hold on one second here. I've got to checking out on Mr. Phone. Oh, that dweeby. Okay, now for the record, the Ken Burns uh, public television documentaries he's done on baseball and the Civil War, I think, were brilliant. I mean, it really, I, I think they were very well done. Uh, I appreciate them. I always enjoy those kinds of things, and and so I, I salute him for what he's done. However, this dweeby little smarmy little puss bag has now, uh, he sounds more like Chuck Todd every day. What's his name, Ken? Ken Burns. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ken Burns, who does the documentaries and so public television stuff, has now compared Governor DeSantis of Florida sending Venezuelans to Martha's Vineyard, compared that to the Holocaust straight out of the authoritarian playbook. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Ken Burns... Uh, sees similarities in the treatment and manipulation of Venezuelan migrants as political pawns, just like those of hit under Hitler in Nazi Germany. Uh, on the John Berman CNN show, uh, uh, Ken Burns has a new documentary where he blames America for the Holocaust, by the way. I mean, here's a guy. Yeah, does he not understand that the sacrifice of the millions of Americans who died and gave everything they had to save the freaking planet in Europe and Japan and the South Seas? And so, I mean, you know, gave up their lives and went around the world. You know, they weren't fighting in Milwaukee. They were fighting all over the world, for God's sakes. And the sacrifices America made and the, I, I, I'm, well, well, my God, the greatest generation saved the planet. 
and he's condemning America for basically causing the Holocaust. But then he said uh, he took aim at uh, Governor DeSantis flying the plane loads of the of the people. He called it disturbing a, a disturbing play of political theater. Uh, when Berman said, all your documentaries are about history, you make them think about where we are, da 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 We woke up to the news that Governor Sanders sent the plane loads. I'm not saying this is one for one, uh, not a parallel, but it does address some of the same themes. And so, uh, so Ken Burns said, well... It's the abstraction of human life. It's basically saying that you can use a human life that is as valuable as yours or mine and to put it in a position of becoming a political pawn in somebody's authoritarian game. This is coming straight out of the authoritarian playbook. This is what's so disturbing about DeSantis to use human beings to weaponize human beings for a political purpose. You dirty, stinking liar. That's what the administration's been doing from the very beginning. That's what the FBI is doing, using Americans as political pawns for the benefit of the liberal Democrat Party. Weaponizing the Department of Justice and the FBI for political purposes, using people as pawns, all those people who came across in America, all being used as political pawns by the left. Oh, God, I, I hate these people. Honestly, I really do. I, 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 they're despicable. They're anti-American. They're trying to destroy our country. This isn't the kind of... What, what other nation in the world would allow two million illegal people to just come in and be part of them? Two million. <laughs> I mean, wait a minute. And we're supposed to, what, now take care of them because they don't like their country? And they're bitching about 50 migrants coming into their town i mean honestly i've i i i'm my head's exploding um and the, and the, and texas sending busloads to vice president side piece's house in washington the vice president's uh, residence yeah you want them you take and the me. funny thing is, is they're asking them when they get off the bus you know why why they're coming here border open yeah border open i, I saw the interview uh, uh, one after another guy says well the, uh, 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 how did you know the border was open he said well because we're here we're, we came in. <laughs> what are you talking about, pal? Open, and we came in, and sure enough, the border's open. That's how we know it's open, because we're here. I mean, I, I, mean, I, almost, I almost peed my pants. <laughs> he said, well, it's open because we made it. We hid it. We nobody's, nobody's stopped us. I mean, if the border's closed, you'd be stopped. <laughs> oh, my God. <clears throat> Too much, too much. And by the way, let's not forget that it was President Sleep uh, uh, Showers with Daughter uh, who used to send out the in the middle of the night plane rides for all the illegals who sneaked in and they would be processed and he would send them out to cities all over America in the dead of night and try to get away with it until he finally got caught. He was doing that. He was doing what DeSantis and, uh, and uh, Abbott are doing now. He, he's been doing it for a year. I mean, I mean, these freaking phonies. I just, I just hate them. Uh, I, 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 honestly, uh, and they're, and they're trying to, and they're going to get it. They're trying to get away with it. Uh, all right, hold everything. Oh, by the way, I don't know whether I should even tell this or not. I'm going to, I'm going to do a little quick thing here for our friends. But uh, in a second, I, I, I actually, and I'm going to get cream for this, uh, how things uh, can turn around to the Kimmer. I have a Martha's Vineyard story. <laughs> Of course you do. <laughs> of course you do. I do. I have a Martha's Vineyard story. And so I we've been on. Uh, the problem is it's from my teenage years. 
I went uh, to Martha's Vineyard. I've been there as well. Have you? Yeah. Excellent. And, and, Beautiful. And uh, it's an embarrassing and sort of humiliating story that shows the track of my teenage years trying to get a girlfriend. So uh, we'll just you decide whether I should tell this story or not. Of my well, we've been or... we're an hour and a half or an hour and five minutes in, and you're just now bringing up a story about you. So <laughs> so go ahead and tell That's it now. A record yeah, of some yeah, kind. Go ahead it? and tell. Well, you... Pete's not here, so it's... yeah, exactly. He would have caught it earlier. <laughs> All right, but first. Dead Crow Defense. Again, I love our Kimmer Show podcast sponsors. Dead Crow Defense. You know, uh, Dead Crow Defense, they helped out Flounder uh, not too long ago looking for ammo. And if you're looking for ammo and you can't find it or the price is outrageous, I really think you should check with our Kimmer Show sponsor, Dead Crow Defense. It's not a gun store. It's your personal arms dealer and your personal gun dealer. And it's not just ammo and guns, too, by the way. But if you're looking for the ammunition, uh, even the even the kind that's really hard to find, whether it's if you know uh, the 7.6 or the 45 or Magnum or 50 cal or whatever you're looking for, nine millimeter, of course, a popular one. Uh, on 45s and 38s, whatever, they've got it for you. And if it's in the store, uh, they uh, ship it out the next day. If you need something special, I'll give you a phone number here and a way to contact them, and they can get it for you. And by the way, go on the web, deadcrowdefense.com, and uh, check out what they have. It's not just uh, guns and ammo. It's uh, personal uh, security things and safety devices and stuff like that. It's, uh, you know, it's it's worth checking out. See what they have in stock. They ship the next day. If you're in a pinch, want something special, here's the phone number, Dead Crow Defense. Area 678-576-9117. Or shoot them an email at sales at deadcrowdefense.com. Then your personal arms dealer will reach out to you directly, ask you what you're looking for, what do you need, and they'll get it. Don't forget... Online, use the promo code KIMMER, K-I-M-M-E-R, at checkout for 10% off your first several orders at deadcrowdefense.com. Dead Crow Defense is your arms dealer, and we are very, very grateful uh, for their help here on the Yale Kimmer Show podcast. Okay, um, when I was a teenager, when I, in my first year of college, actually, uh, uh, one of my few friends, I didn't, I didn't have a lot of friends in my first year of college or my second year, eh, whatever. I mean, I, I don't know. I had gone to a prep school, and when I went to college, I was flunking out because I just I didn't feel like studying, and I was wasting your time. It was horrible. Anyway, I did meet this one guy in my dorm um, my uh, freshman year uh, had a rich father, rich family, rich father, and they, he was from New York, and they had a place on Martha's Vineyard. And so he invited me and a couple of our buddies to uh, spend a weekend with him at Martha's Vineyard one summer, uh, summer after me or whatever. I said, okay, great. So I did. So I showed up. <laughs> and we're having, you know, parties and there's a little drinking beer. And we were 18 or whatever. I was still a virgin. Uh, and so, uh, and there was a girl there who we kind of met. And, I, and uh, somebody said, uh, I said, oh, yeah. she, she was kind of, she was really cute, kind of overweight, just, you know, just a nice girl. Uh, and so, and they said, by the way, she's really sarcastic. So if you're, if you can be, you know, really, you know, funny and sarcastic, you know, like that, you're really going to, you know, might be able to, you know, really make out with her. I'm saying, oh, cool, cool. So I'm, I'm, I'm hanging around with her and I'm, I'm, I'm doing the whole thing. And when she was falling for me and I mean, it, was, it really was seeming great until 
another girl came along uh, who was in trouble. She was beautiful, but she was half drunk, and she'd had a fight with her boyfriend or something, and she, and she was struggling to get around or to do something. She wanted to go home, and nobody was going to help her. And so I said, I said, oh, God, I'll, I'll do Because I was always the big brother type. I was never, you know, I was never the macho guys that girls always wanted to be with. You know, I was always the protector and the big brother. They always liked me as a friend, and I was just a nice guy. Da, 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 da. Anyway... <laughs> Well, no, it's it's true. I would, they, no, you know, girls were never after me as 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 the you know the the guy they couldn't wait to be with. So, you know, I was always their protector and their friend. And all my friends were women. All my all my fr- close friends were all girls. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, so I said, so I, I missed her protector here. So I said, well, I'll you know I'll I'll take I'll walk her back to her house and you know and and, and we finally got we finally walked her back to her house. And I thought for a second that there was going to be something going on there. And she and and she stiffed me uh, and embarrassed me. And I went back to the party and there's other girl was now making out with some other guy so I met you know that was just, <laughs> and it's just, you know a story of my life that I <laughs> so I went over two but I was you know had almost one sure thing so I went you know I went home still a virgin everything's fine <laughs> Maybe next year, uh, but that was on Martha's Vineyard, and it was beautiful. I mean, we had a great time. It's a beautiful place. And what's the other? What's the other island by Martha's Vineyard? There, there's the second. It's another. Is Martha's Vineyard and the something? I can't. I have a metal block. It's another, another uh, oasis uh, along with the, this mentioned with Martha's Vineyard and Nantucket. Nantucket. That's what I'm trying to think of. Uh, and I've been there too. And again, they're beautiful, you know, uh, pristine areas. But again, if you have $12 million, Putty Dad ha- uh, has a 12 acre estate with a compound. Yeah. 11 bedrooms. Yeah. Uh, he could take them all right there. <laughs> anyway, I does, so that's my that's my uh, Martha's Vineyard story. Uh, but uh, it's not quite as bad as having my heart broken by Cindy. But <laughs> but that's okay. Um, I saw. Oh, I saw. Did you see the story of, of, of Tucker Carlson the other night? Uh, and, and, and Jesse Waters, by the way, did, did this first, and I thought this was amazing. He talked about this Calissa wing. I think yeah. the radio boys talked about this this morning. Have I had no idea. We've mentioned before, one of, one of the things I hate most about the movement of the left is that we know they took over Hollywood uh, years ago. You know, the leftists in Hollywood has been going on for a very long time. Uh, they clearly have taken over... Uh, the media, they've taken over advertising, they've taken over magazines, books, television, radio, uh, they've taken over our higher education, our lower education, prep schools, uh, private schools, public schools. Uh, the, the liberals have taken over every way and uh, everywhere. And the last one really to take o- that they've tried to take over is now the military. And sure enough, uh, they have now this woman named Calissa Wing, who is a, a, a very overweight black woman who is the equity officer at Chief. the Department of Defense. For educational Equity branch. officer at the Department of Defense. And the reason I mentioned that she's black and a slob is because she hates white people. She has, she has one historical note after another on her social media posts of uh, uh, complaining about white supremacy, uh, insensitivity to non-white people. Uh, she's a racist and a bigot, uh, and, and she is the equity officer at the Department of Defense. And 
they, she's had to erase all of her uh, uh, vicious comments that, that, that people caught her on when it came out that she's the equity officer. I didn't know we had such a thing. Again, who ever heard of this? An equity officer? That's what we need in the Marines. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, in the Pentagon, for God's sakes, where they're more concerned about pronouns. Um, I, you know, did, did, has no one seen the movie Full Metal Jacket? I mean, you know, I mean, the, the names they call, <laughs> I mean, come on. Equity officer. Oh, my God. Calissa Wing. Check her out uh, sometime. Just uh, disgraceful. Absolutely disgraceful. Okay. Um, oh, did you see Tucker, the, the, the Pennsylvania race? By the way, voting has now started today, I believe, in Pennsylvania for the Senate race. <coughs> and it's Dr. Oz, who, by the way, he just, I think he just dyed his hair black. <coughs> I think he's covered up all his white uh, uh, his hair, which I think is kind of silly. A little late now, right before the uh, voting. Uh, but anyway, uh, Tucker uh, uh, showed some great video of this guy, Fetterman, uh, who's running against him. Uh, he's the guy with a hoodie. Well, we now know the reason he wears the hoodie everywhere is because he's the got lump. a goiter the size of a, <laughs> of a basketball coming out of the back of Huge. his neck. It's enormous. It's like, a, in fact, there are a bunch of memes saying it's, it's another person back there. <laughs> and Tucker, Tucker showed him without the hoodie on. And, and here's some of the background of our friend uh, who Tucker now calls Fetterlump instead of Fetterman. Uh, he's got this huge goiter, which, by the way, reminds me of the Seinfeld episode when, when, when Elaine and the guys were going to help the, the old sick people, you know, make, get their meals for them and oh, keep yeah. them company. And, and Elaine walks in, and this woman's got a goiter the size of a Chevy coming out of her neck. She <laughs> can't even look at her. <laughs> and you see this fetter lump with this big, huge bump lump coming out of his <laughs> of his neck. And so, <laughs> some of the memes have somebody putting a hypodermic needle in, and it's, <laughs> it's just disgusting. Uh, but here's the background on this guy. We know why now why he had been wearing that hoodie everywhere. <laughs> this guy Fetterman lived with his parents, and on their payroll, they gave him an allowance into his forties. 40s. He's running for Senate. He it was either lieutenant governor or uh, somehow got elected. He was a, he was a, a an unpaid mayor of a little teeny town uh, in Pennsylvania. Uh, lived off his parents' uh, payroll. They paid him an allowance into his 40s. Um, he recently had a stroke. And for the record, you're never going to hear me mocking somebody who's been affected by a stroke because my daughter Jennifer had a stroke uh, about five years ago, and she has not recovered fully yet. There's things she cannot do. She can barely type. Uh, in fact, sweetie, if you're listening, I love you. God bless you. You're a role model. You're a hero. Um, uh, and, and she has suffered for that stroke. It's hard for her to type. It's hard for her. And she, she's working as a, as a counselor to help, uh, you know, drug victims and so forth. I mean, she's really a remarkable lady. The things she's done to put herself back through school. But she's a stroke victim. She can't do things that she used to be able to do. Just, just that's just the truth. So, okay, given that, this guy Fetterman obviously is not capable of the kinds of things he would be capable of doing a couple of years ago. 
I mean, he can't speak very well. He can't put sentences together. It's hard for him to communicate. Uh, and again, I'm, I'm not being disrespectful. I'm just saying there are results of having a stroke is very serious. And again, a stroke is not a heart attack. A heart attack is your heart. A stroke is your brain. A stroke so you, is, the, is, the, is the veins and arteries and the, the, the wiring in your brain. So you have to ask, is he fit to serve the job? No, he's not fit to serve as a United States senator. I mean, my God, uh, clearly not. But here's the thing that kills me about this guy. He was, again, taken on his His parents were giving him an allowance into his 40s. When he was a mayor of a small town in Pennsylvania, he heard, oh, this, this is a true story. Uh, Tucker dug it up the other night. He heard gunfire. He sees a black guy running. He gets in his truck. This is Fetterman. Gets in his truck, chases the black guy, pulls out a 20-gauge shotgun, and holds the black guy hostage with a a shotgun at his chest, saying, you're not going anywhere until the police get here. It turns out that the gunfire was uh, fireworks. Here's the thing, though. Do you remember when that happened down in Brunswick? Well, again, does this sound like something that, familiar? That's what I'm saying. And, White and, guys chasing and, a black guy and nothing at gunpoint. Ha- and this is Fetterman chasing a black guy through the neighborhood at gunpoint in his truck. Stops him, puts the gun in his chest, calls the cops. Turns out it was some fireworks, and the black guy was jogging. If he would have been a Republican? Yeah. You think that it wouldn't would be, have come before it, the voters it would, it in would Pennsylvania? Be pasted on every news media site there yeah. is. Not only that, I mean, again, here's a white guy chasing a black man in his pickup truck with a shotgun. <laughs> oh my You're God! You're not making that up. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I, and not only that, um, think about the fact that he. Uh, oh God! I lost my place. Hold on a second. Uh, oh, his, uh, his his values, what he believes in. He believes in open borders and emptying the jails. He believes in cash bail. Uh, he believes in abortion upon demand uh, up until uh, birth. Uh, every policy that he believes is way to the left. He's, he's even farther left than AOC and Ocasio-Bengbengistupidio and the rest of them. His policies are unbelievably bad. And, and the fact that he had a stroke... And he chased a black guy with a gun in his car, but mistaken. I mean, I, 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 but here you are. That's the Senate. And again, you know, my daughter Jennifer you, uh, lived in Pennsylvania for a couple of years. She used to call it Pennsylvania. Uh, the people who think Pennsylvania is a backward. I, I, uh, in fact, Pennsylvania uh, prevented her uh, from having her record expunged and cleared after all the things she did to have it legitimized like that. And they still fought her uh, because there are a bunch of scumbags in Pennsylvania, as far as I'm concerned. And, and, and Dr. Oz, you know, I don't know. I don't know whether he has a chance. Again, I, you know, I, I'm not sure he's the best candidate, but if they just go by the record of what this guy Federlump uh, believes no in, how could they possibly? Anyway. Uh, okay. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, oh, by the way, speaking of senators, um, I still can't believe Georgia lost both Senate races in the last time. So this is our chance to get one back with Wife Knocker. Um, uh, for the record, uh, Wife Knocker's ex-wife uh, says he's a deadbeat dad. Uh, among other things. Also, a disgraceful man of God uh, and a possible tax cheat. He apparently arranged his salary for the Ebenezer Baptist Church, which I still can't believe wants to be affiliated with this guy. 
uh, and they may they, they they do some kind of a special payroll thing so he doesn't have to pay income tax on his uh, eighty nine thousand dollars salary. <laughs> he, he gets it free and clear. It, you know, it's just you know typical, so he doesn't have to pay his kids, I guess. Um, Okay, all right, hold everything. Can we do the Bill Maher thing? Uh, Bill Maher, uh, the more I hear from Bill Maher, and again, I never, I don't know, I guess he's on TV, but I never seem to know when he's on or watch him, I guess because I don't tend to go look he's for... He's on HBO, it's usually... Uh, I want to say Friday or Saturday yeah. night, probably. For some reason, I never I never realize, and I only realize after I see somebody feed a piece of what he said on social media, and I think, oh my God, that is so good. And again, Bill Maher uh, impressed the crap out of me the other day, especially... Uh, since I'm, you know, been complaining about you know, as an old person, we're just, you know, sent out on the ice floe now. We're not even in demographics, and nobody counts, and we don't count for anything. Uh, but here, here's Bill Maher making the point about uh, about whether an idea is a good one, uh, and not based on whether you're an old person, but based on whether the idea makes any sense. Anyway, here's a little bit of Bill Maher, which I think you will definitely enjoy. In India, young people touch old people's feet to show reverence. Japan has a national holiday called Karonohi, Respect for the Aged Day. You know the reason why advertisers in this country love the 18 to 34 demographic? Because it's the most gullible. Yeah. A third of people under 35 say they're in favor of abolishing the police. Not defunding, but doing away with a police force altogether, which is less of a policy position and more of a leg tattoo. <laughs> 36% of millennials think it might be a good idea to try communism. But much of the world did try it. I know millennials think that doesn't count because they weren't alive when it happened. But it did happen. And there are people around who remember it. Pining for communism is like pining for Betamax or MySpace. <laughs> so when you say, you're old, you don't get it, get what? Abolish the police and the border patrol and capitalism and cancel Lincoln. No, I get it. The problem isn't that I don't get what you're saying or that I'm old. The problem is that your ideas are stupid. <laughs> See? <laughs> if you say, let's eat in the bathroom and shit in the kitchen, yeah, that's a new idea. <laughs> But I wouldn't call it interior design. <laughs> you think someone 80 is hopeless because they can't use an iPhone? Maybe the one who's hopeless is the one who can't stop using it. Mm. You think I'm out of it because I'm not on Twitch? Well, maybe I get Twitch, but I just think people watching other people play video games is a waste of fucking time. <laughs> Twenty percent of Gen Z agree with the statement, society would be better off if all property was owned by the public and managed by the government. And another 29 percent say they don't know if that's a good idea. Here's who does know. Anyone who wasn't born yesterday. <laughs> I mean, again, it's just common sense. If people, if people stood by for a second and said, okay, do we believe that 
A uh, 12-year-old boy should be able to tell his parents that he wants to change his gender, yes or no. Do we believe that America is was strictly a racist country built on slavery and the white supremacy uh, is responsible for everything and that black people never get that? I mean, just list all the things that the Democrats are, are saying. Open borders, cash bail, uh, empty the prisons. Uh, defund the police, all these things, but then now they're trying to walk back. Just write them down. Open border. I mean, come on. Take a look at what's going on. But there's, you know, again, the lack of common sense. He didn't, I may have mentioned this a few weeks ago, but two specific people you can bring up on this subject is one, Bill Maher, because four and a half, five years ago, he hated everything about Republicans and Donald right. Trump. And the other one is Joe Rogan. Five years ago, he had Bernie Sanders. Right. That was his vote. Today, yeah. Ron DeSantis is right. his vote. You know, I almost, I, 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 one of the th- first things I thought of when Ron DeSantis sent those people, <laughs> sent the Venezuelans to Martha's Vineyard, I was almost hoping that right after that was made public, that Donald Trump held a news conference and said, that's it. I'm voting for DeSantis. <laughs> I, mean, I, no, I mean, that would have been perfect. If Trump said, you know what, we need this guy in the White House and I'll help him. He can make me our secretary of state or I mean, whatever. I'll, I'll do whatever I can to help get him elected. And it would have been over. Yeah, that, that would have been the nominee. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, <clears throat> again, it's just it's just it's a return to common sense. Joe Rogan was a liberal. Uh, it always has been. But again, you know, the, the old fashioned, you know, Southern Democrat used to be a Republican for crying out loud. So that's how things have changed by title. Speaking of title, one of our sponsors, M&S Title Pond. Uh, you might love these folks. In fact, if you have something to offer or something to look for, M&S Title Pond could be the exact answer you're looking for. In beautiful Bremen, Georgia, 306 Laurel Street, Suite A. And again, the name of the company is the letters M and the letter S. So it's M and S Title Pawn. It's still hard for me to speak because of my tongue. My tongue has been ripped up so badly over the last several months that it's still, if I talk too much, it's, it, it hurts. Actually, even. finish the spot, and then I have a question for you about oh, that, actually. Okay, uh, M and S uh, Title Pond uh, in Bremen, Georgia. They're open Monday through Saturday in person. Love to have you come in and visit. And I'll give you a phone number if you want to call, see what they can do for you or how they can help you, or if you'd just like to see what might be on the shelf. Here's the area, 678-821-3337. Uh, and again, if you want to look them up on the web, what you do is spell out M and S title, and so it comes out manstitle.com. So you to look them up on the web, it would be M-A-N-D-S-Title.com, manstitle.com. Again, it's M and S Title Pawn in uh, beautiful uh, downtown Bremen in Georgia. Uh, you were saying about my uh, speaking or tongue? or Well, no, uh, I was going to say with you having your teeth back, how's yeah. the appetite? You know... The one thing you got re- to realize is your stomach has shrunk. Yeah, uh, and, and it's true. And honestly, I'm almost I'm in a routine now where I don't I don't know why I'm not thinking about food or snack. I mean, that's I, a good thing though. I, it's a great thing. I, I'm I am literally because I, I remember on the scale you, this morning. I am thirty pounds lighter than I was six months but ago. But you've looked like you've put on a couple pounds since I've, I've gained three or four back. But I'm but I'm honestly, I mean, you can. I'm like these are thirty four jeans and they're too big. 
Before, I was wearing 36, and they were tight. I mean, I, honestly, I used to wear 42. Gee, when I weighed 240. <laughs> yeah, but 240, I mean, that's... But, but so I, I, it's not my appetite it's or, or, or taste buds or anything. I just don't, for some reason, I don't know. Just don't I'm have just the urge. I'm just kind of living the way I'm living. I don't and, you, know. and you're fine with it. I'm... I feel I don't feel this. I mean, I don't. I don't have my strength. I, I look well, at myself. And I well, go, that's the other thing you should start doing is slowly start. Yeah. Do, I mean, now that you're feeling better, is right. lift the. I've I got mean, to put some muscle back on. But again, that's a, it's a process. Uh, but again, I, I I think this may be the new me for a while. I mean, I don't I don't think I'll gain back thirty pounds all of a sudden. I'm sure you'll gain another five to ten probably. Oh, I'm but. sure. I'm, I'm sure I will. Just on general principle, especially coming into the winter, I always gain yeah. ten pounds in a winter in general principle. So. The winter coat. Winter coat. Uh, a couple things. Couple things as we continue all the uh, camera show podcast. And again, we have not heard from Pete. I guess he's probably he's sleeping and in, in a coma. Um, Actually, for him, he he's he's been on vacation all week. Yeah, that's right. And again, he said he said he felt pretty good. He just wasn't allowed to do anything. So yeah, <laughs> poor baby. <laughs> but he's got that Amazon set up over there. <laughs> um, the Emmy ratings were the lowest ever. The ceremony was down from the millions of people who watched in 2021. Uh, hit a new low. Uh, the lowest one before was 7.4 million. Now it's down to a little over five million. Uh, and the low, new low in viewership. Good. You deserve exactly that. Um, and a note in show business, um, Irene Pappas has died. The Greek actress, very famous for her roles in Guns of Navarone and Zorba the Greek. And uh, Irene Pappas was 93. Black eyes, black hair, and uh, fiery. And uh, you know, Guns of Navarone, if you've seen that movie in 61, and the Zorba the Greek in 64. You ever dated a Greek chick? Oh, Greek uh, chicks are sweet, man. Never dated. I've went on. Uh, oh. Uh, <laughs> one date. You hired uh, one <laughs> once. <laughs> My girlfriend who died on me was Greek. She's Greek? Yeah. And uh, Greek, she, of course, you know, anyway. Uh, just, uh, just, uh, good just cooks. The... <laughs> What's that? Good cooks. Um, uh, yeah, Greek food is heavy. Was, Greek food is always, he- you know, it's just lamb meat. Uh, I'm not, well, I love lamb. I, if I could, I could eat lamb, I could eat roast leg of lamb every night. I mean, I love if it's cooked. I don't like rare, lamb, but, but you know, but anyway, uh, but anyway, uh, Greek chicks, uh, and, uh, you know, she is, uh, okay. Uh, anyway, oh, here's a, a rather disturbing bit of news. Visa. Uh, has now said it will start separately categorizing sales at gun shops. If you buy a gun with a visa, they're going to track the searches of gun sales, uh, which could be a prelude to a mass shooting. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. American Express is doing the same thing, I think. American Express, Amex, MasterCard, unfairly flag an industry when most sales do not lead to mass shootings, but they're going to flag anyway. So my suggestion is to pay cash. Yeah, sure. <coughs> Just get the money and pay, pay cash. Bing, bang, pow. Uh, let's see, let's see. Oh, um, oh uh, let me, uh, speaking of guns, uh, I noticed uh, the other day there was a new list of toys out to be among the finalists for the Toy Hall of Fame. I saw that. Bright Light was one of them. Yep. Tic-tac-toe. Now, when I saw the list of the Toy Hall of Fame, uh, let me ask you, did you have a favorite childhood toy? As you're I'm thinking trying, back? Uh, I'm trying to think. 
Did you ever do any uh, Legos? Did you ever do Tinker Toys? Yeah, did Tinker set? Toys. But before Tinker Toys, we did uh, what were the logs? Like you Lincoln could put, logs. Lincoln logs. Yeah, yeah we did. In I, fact, I'm uh, 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 last week or so I mentioned it was the anniversary of the guy who invented Lincoln logs. Because what I would do is I would build forts with those, and then my GI Joe figures. I would, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Uh, so. But it, again, my uh, the first thing I thought of immediately about my favorite toy. I mean, one of several, obviously. Uh, of course, back in my as a baby boomer in the fifties, uh, I think there was there was a toy explosion after World War II. Everything was was really uh, incredible. But uh, my favorite toy that I'm thinking back had to be the cap gun, cap pistols. Yeah, the actual where they had actual roll was, of red. Yeah, the red caps. Yeah, I remember those. Which spin around and you can fire and they would go bang, 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 and smoke would come out. Those and it, were the cap we, guns you could get at toy stores. That's right, and you could actually get the kind that smoked. You would have yeah, smoke remember, yeah. tablets. You remember those? Yeah. You will not remember those. I remember because I remember it was like you said, it was red. Yeah. Now, now here's the thing, and I looked up to see. Uh, I started looking up. I started googling uh, a, a toy hall of fame. And among other things, one of the Toy Hall of Fame headlines said, Toy Hall of Fame established in 19-whatever, uh, uh, famous for uh, the Little Red Wagon, Cap Guns, and so on and so forth. Well, I looked up every toy that's in the Toy Hall of Fame. There's something like 78 of them or something. No cap pistols. They had squirt guns. No cap pistols. Not allowed, probably. I, 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 absolutely. I mean, I, I, I mean, how could you not include something like that? They included sand. Sand is in there. Um, the here's the latest list of toy hall of fame: Nerf toys, Briar horses. That's B R E Y E R. I've I bought several of those for the kids and myself. Briar horses, the kind of plastic uh, uh, statue horses. Bingo among the uh, finalists for the hall of fame. Um, Bingo Briar horses. Catan. I don't know what that is. C A T A N. Catani. C A T A N, Catan. I have no idea what that is. Uh, light Bright. Remember that? I, got Ner- my niece and those. I don't know what a Light Bright is. If you saw a picture, uh, let me see. is it a. Is it a uh, They're little lights that you stick into a blackboard and it, and it makes like you can make like a oh, flower I know, I or a clown face. I got you. Uh, other finalists include Nerf Toys, Masters of the Universe, He Man. Phase 10? What the hell is that? Phase 10. Phase 10? P-H-A-S-E, Phase 10, the number 10. Uh, pound Puppies. I remember those. Those were, a bit, those were big for a while. Because you go... Phase uh, 10. What the hell is that? It is a... Looks like some kind of board game. Or a card. It looks like an Uno kind of card game. Okay. Pound Puppies. So Pound Puppies were... Uh, the new like cabbage patch kids, yeah, that's good, like yeah. you get the pound puppies. Okay. Rack O, what the heck is that? You ever heard of that? It's another R A C K dash O. Rack O. Spirograph, the pinata, and the top, <laughs> the spinning top. <laughs> and they're good. They're going to choose three, I think, out of the. Nominees. One thing I always did as a kid, and I, my mom kept them, but they we gave them away when we moved. Were matchbox cars. Oh, God. I mean, yeah. I would play with anytime we go to my grandma's or something like that, they always had matchbox cars there for me and my brother really? to play. When, my, when uh, we moved to our big colonial house, when my dad moved to take over GE, um, he set up in, in the basement uh, his HO scale model train set. And it was the whole, I mean, it was an acre of it. My, dad's, my oh. dad's next door neighbor 
they like his his neighborhood is a little retirement community. Yeah. And the house next his neighbor their entire garage, which is a three uh three door garage, is an entire train city. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it's ridiculous. Oh no, and you get you you have the shrubbery and the town. The, I mean and the, the town, they have and everything. The, the engine smoke and and, and and he had the HO scale, which are fairly small, not the great big ones and stuff. But anyway, uh, but he always wanted to do that. And of course he was an, an engineer. He he built his own ham radio setup too and would talk to people around the world and stuff. But anyway, um the history of Pete playing is on YouTube. What's that? Pete. Oh excellent. Hello, uh-huh. Peter. How you doing? Slacker. <laughs> Any messages? Let's see. Uh, let's see. Um, the public and uh, anyone can uh, nominate a toy for the annual honor. It has to achieve icon status, be popular for a long time. Um, the Hall of Fame toy thing opened in 1998 at the Strong. It's called whatever that is. 77 toys have been inducted, including the paper airplane, bubbles, and sidewalk chalk. Last year's honorees for the Toy Hall of Fame were American Girl Dolls, the board game Risk, and Sand. <laughs> sand. <laughs> Sandbox Sand. That's not, a ga- that's not a game. Hall of Fame, baby. <laughs> but it's not a game. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> How can sand... I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> sand is a material. I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, now is Pete visually on uh, YouTube? Or He's just, just on YouTube typing away, having fun. Oh, excellent. All right. Well, we'll be glad to hear from you here. Uh, one more uh, quick uh, sponsor mention, our buddies at Swap My Whip. Now, if you're a car guy or a girl and you're driving along and you see a car you've always wanted and think, oh, man, I'd love to trade this baby in for one of those. Well, maybe you can right now. Go to one of the Kimmer Show sponsors, Swap My Whip. Dot com whip being a colloquial phrase for a ride uh, and if you're looking for something you've always wanted you go to like-minded car owners and you don't have to deal with a dealership or use car salesmen or middlemen uh, you go on to swapmywhip.com check it out and it's not just cars boats jet skis uh, uh, off-road vehicles ATV stuff like that swapmywhip.com and you find somebody who's doing the exactly same thing you're thinking about make your own deal figure it out yourself and if you use the coupon the coupon code kimmer k-i-m-m-e-r it's 180 days of free premium listings on swapmywhip.com what a great idea swapmywhip.com the winningest team in baseball also has the most saves and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car-buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 
50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Uh, how about a little uh, Friday, uh, letter it Friday, anything goes humor? Uh, and I don't know why they call it uh, this, but uh, somebody sent this the other day. Oops, today, now I can't find it. Here we go. Uh, and it's uh, um, uh, uh, called Episcopal Humor. And it was uh, sent by a woman named Elizabeth in Pennsylvania, I think. Uh, and, and, and I don't know why they call it uh, Episcopal Humor, but it's in a fairly amusing story, which I, I will share with you now. Uh, Jennifer's wedding day was fast approaching. Nothing could dampen her excitement, not even her parents' nasty divorce. Her mother had found the perfect dress to wear for the wedding of her daughter. It would be the best-dressed mother of the bride ever. A week later, Jennifer was horrified to learn that her father's, now the divorced father, his new young wife had bought the exact same dress as her mother. So Jennifer asked her father's new young wife to please exchange it, and the young girl refused. Absolutely not. I look like a million bucks in this dress, and I'm wearing it, she replied. Jennifer told her mother, who graciously said, Never mind, sweetheart. I'll get another dress. After all, it's your special day. Well, a few days later, they went shopping and did find another gorgeous dress for mom to wear to the wedding. When they stopped for lunch, Jennifer asked her mother, well, aren't you going to return the other dress? You really don't have another occasion where you could wear it. Her mother just smiled and said, oh, of course I do, dear. I'm going to wear it to the rehearsal dinner the night before the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> That's so there. <laughs> How funny would that be? Anyway. <laughs> Chicks, man. Uh, did Pete uh, type anything yet? We're almost done with the show. We're yeah. going to wrap it up here. Macy's <coughs> alive. Okay. Is he, does he seem cured or fine? I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess what he said. He says, uh, Hot Wheels a little better, Matchbox more European models. Well, there you go. That's the cryptic Pete right there. <laughs> the man is so freaking secretive. No one ever knows what's going on over there, as it should be. Yeah, he said, uh, good job, guys. I've only been here for 30 minutes. Oh, well, see, so, there you are. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to mess up your yeah. day. <laughs> so nice to drop in. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Our birthday list today includes Ed Begley Jr., 73 years old. I met his father, Ed Begley, in Vietnam. Uh, the uh, the old time actor Ed Begley uh, from years past, and he was in doing one of the appearance things in, in troops in Vietnam. And I met, actually met him there and talked to him for a minute. He was a nice man. Uh, Mickey Rourke is seventy today. He was a strange actor. I've always liked his stuff, but he's kind of creepy. Just a weirdo. Yeah, it's very weird. Uh, David Copperfield, the magician, is sixty six. Jennifer Tilly, 
is 64. Meg Tilly's the one I had the hots for. Meg Tilly was in the big chill. She's 62. When she did that little stretching routine and that leotard, oh, God. Anyway, uh, Richard Marks, the singer, 59 today. Molly Shannon. I never really quite got her on uh, Saturday Night Live. 58. Uh, a talented uh, woman, I'm sure. Amy Poehler, Parks and Rec and other things, 51 degrees. Nick Jonas uh, dated Cut, uh, Kate Hudson. Uh, Nick Jonas is thirty today. Uh, if you ever seen the, have you ever seen the original West Side Story movie? No, I've never with, seen uh, the, Natalie I, Wood. I've never seen the original. Oh man, Nat, Natalie, of uh, course she couldn't act worth a crap, but I love. She was so beautiful. The original star of uh, the original West Side Story is a guy named George Shakiris. He's 90 today. <laughs> he was the original greaser from the West Side Story. Um, Oral Hershiver, or, oil, or, Oral oh. Hershiser. Sorry, my tongue got me there. That's kind it's, of a uh, tongue twister when you try and when you mess it up like that. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, 64. Uh, Robin Yount, Hall of Famer, 67, baseball player. And the Hall of Famer Tim Raines, 63. Today, among other things. Uh, let's see, a couple of historical notes. Uh, 1963, the Beatles released She Loves You, Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. It hit number one and became a part of music history when the Beatles had all top five songs on the chart at the same time. First time ever. In the year 1810, after 300 years of rule by the Spanish Mexico declared its independence from Spain, and this is 16 uh, de Septembro Tenno. Uh, drink up, Shriners. Um, as opposed to Cinco de Mayo, this would be September uh, de Tenno. Uh, 1940, President FDR signs the first peacetime draft in history, requiring men aged 21 to 30 to register with their draft boards. Later, it became 18 to 45. What do you think would happen if there was a mandatory draft registration today? They would flee. I mean, think about it. If today, Here's the thing, but not. To, why would I want to do that? My 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 government doesn't like me. I'll tell you. There's a, a, an awful lot of people who, are, especially of my age and generation, uh, are probably thinking a whole different set of things now about our modern military and whether you want to commit to what what they're trying to pull. Diversity, pronouns, pedicures. Did you see last week they rolled back very quietly the vaccine mandates against yeah. Navy people and military? Yeah. And so but now what are they supposed to do now? See, that's they the, sue? That, see, that's the thing. Why would anyone want to – why would you trust that? I, so why in the hell would you want to sign up or silly let alone be drafted? The, 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 the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff is a disgrace. freaking disgrace. Uh, him and his pronouns and making sure that you don't uh, make fun of somebody, uh, of a guy walking into your squad bay dressed like a girl. Jesus, I mean, I, 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 I don't get it. Uh, and, and by the way, on the, that was 1940, the peacetime draft. Uh, on the same day in 1974, President Gerald Ford announced amnesty for all draft dodgers and Vietnam War deserters. In Canada alone... There were 90,000 Americans trying to get out of serving in the military. 90,000. In 1620, the Mayflower set sail from Plymouth, England for the colonies with 102 passengers on board. 
She arrived in Plymouth, Mass. The day after Christmas. Three months and ten days later. Can you imagine being on a wooden boat. For three months? Wait a minute. I can't, is that right? That's unbelievable. Anyway, I, actually, she, they did make one stop before that, but still it was, it was weeks and weeks and weeks on the ocean in a, in a wooden boat, you know, trying to suck down tangerines that were still left so they didn't get scurvy or something. Oh, man. Can you, and again, and... The, the book called The Mayflower that Pete gave me, Nathaniel something or other, um, is a, one of the greatest books I've ever read, and I, I, I recommend it to everybody. It's not a history book. It's a really Is it great an easy read, read or is it... Yeah, it's a great... It's, it's an easy, very easy read. And, and the thing is, it's interesting. I mean, you... Uh, I mean, I, I, I remember uh, thinking it was a great read uh, called May, The Mayflower or Mayflower. Nathaniel something or other. Uh, maybe that was his last name. I, don't, I keep forgetting. Pete will, Pete will, Pete will, if he's still listening, he'll, he'll type it in there. <laughs> uh, that was 1620. The Mayflower set sail from Plymouth, England to Plymouth, Mass. Uh, and then 10 years later, exactly 10, uh, 1630, the same day, the city of Shawmut changed its name to Boston. 1924. Nathaniel Philbrick. I'm sorry? Is it Nathaniel Philbrick? Philbrick. Nathaniel Philbrick. Pete, just type that in. Mayflower. Thank you, Pete. And again, I, I can't... I can't recommend it enough. It's just I, I I couldn't stop reading. It was really interesting. Pete, if you have that book, bring it here on Monday if you don't mind. There you are. Uh, you, you'd like it, I guarantee you. Uh, and again, you learn things, little things like there there must have been five hundred different Indian tribes within three hundred miles of uh, the East Coast of America. I mean, it's just it's just an amazing. We have we had no idea what life was really like then, uh, and the King's War. I mean, all that stuff. It was really pretty cool. Anyway. Uh, onward and onward. Um, 1924, uh, from the sports page, Pete, a guy named Jim Bottomley knocked in 12 runs in one single baseball game, a major league record. Jim Bottomley played for the Cardinals, the Reds, and the St. Louis Browns. And uh, one more historical note here, Flounder. I was going to ask you to play this song, and I forgot totally. Um in 1979, oh, here's, by the way, uh, Flounder, as you know, I look up a bunch of history and birthday things, and Flounder sends me one of his, and his guy is, is a hoot. Uh, Flounder's guy wrote this, uh, quote, in 1979, rap music exploded onto the music scene. Quote, rap, the New York City ghetto music in which the performers chant rhymed and rhythmical verses over pre-recorded instrumental dance tracks, made it onto vinyl with the release of the Sugar Hill Gang's Rapper's Delight. Sylvia Robinson, formerly of Mickey and Sylvia, I remember Mickey and Sylvia, uh, formerly of Mickey and Sylvia, she uh, formed Sugar Hill Records to produce rap records despite industry warnings to her that rap had no commercial appeal. Rapper's Delight, was recorded over the instrumental break from Chick's Good Times, or Chic, maybe, Good Times. The single became a disco smash, selling two million copies in America. Uh, the sources, according to some honky in the 70s, unquote, flounders. You want to play a little rappers to like any uh, uh, dial up 10 seconds of it? You 
You know, I, you know, you you got to give credit to. I mean, it's it's a form of entertainment and it's musical, but it, I don't call it music. But and I've never really. Although, yeah, but I, I mean, I think them, there there's some rap that does have good, and I guess you'll call them samples because they're yeah, always samples. Yeah. But there's other just vicious rap that yeah. just sounds horrible. Where there's, I mean, and they're same with some heavy metal music where it just sounds like noise. Yeah. <laughs> Screaming. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the rap music on this day, 1979. Um, okay, how are we doing? We all uh, any uh, final thoughts? Good stuff, not bad. We, we not did a, an actual show, not a bad show without Pete. <laughs> Don't get any ideas, Pete. Yeah, we'll see you Monday. <laughs> yeah, Monday. Anyway, have a great weekend. Uh, God bless America. Thank you all so much. Hoorah! Um, I gotta go. You're killing me. And hope everybody's feeling better. And we won't even bother. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.